Hi there, and welcome to our latest edition of the podcast. Um, it's just myself and John today. Morning, John. How are you doing? Morning, David. So we've gone from being was it the odd uh, the odd lot to the odd two or the odd couple. We could be the odd couple today. There we go. Perfect. Absolutely. Or yeah. Waldorf, and, Waldorf and Stadler, as people that already call us from time to time. Adam, we'll give him, Adam's getting on a bit. So we'll, give, we'll, give, we'll give Adam the morning off. He's getting on a bit. You know, things the bones are creaking. At Graham Buds, and uh, the plan is to sort of do two, maybe three a year. And the plan for these is to sort of get in the sort of younger collector or those who are not quite sure, you know, how the whole sort of auction system works. And this is sort of is a sort of entry level. You notice the sale upcoming. It's a three week sale, so it runs from the fourth of August or so. At this point, it started finishing the 27th, and the sale will have over 500 lots in this particular one. Some old friends you'll recognise from sales previously that will turn around again put into this sale, but there's a whole new sort of raft of items there as well. And we will cover, again, most sports. There's horse racing there, there's golf, cricket, tennis, um, so all sorts there, and including, of course, football, which will be the sort of mainstay there. So, see, just to talk you through the process of it, you'll see everything is photographed, everything is catalogued there, and you'll see, obviously, the opening bid, the, the pre-sale estimate as well, and uh, you can so make your bid and you can follow the progress through until the closing and say at the near the end of August. So, John, what do you think? This is a sort of new innovation for Graham Bud, and uh, you know, looking forward to getting hoping you're after bidders. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I think one of the, the great parts last 12 months for me has not only been the way that we've opened out a wider variety of auctions than perhaps we've been known for before. But we keep going back to this accessibility to perhaps the younger collector, the collector who, who maybe are taking a faltering first steps, they're not sure about the process. And the whole idea of a timed auction to me, I mean, you're running it over a predetermined time. Uh, as you say, you can see what the estimates are, you can lodge your bids, you can watch the bids go on. You know, I think it's a really, really comfortable way of, of, of getting into that auction market. And I, again, you know, we said we're seeing old friends. But from any palette, you know, from a starter's palette, there's some great stuff. But from any palette, there's some really, really, really great uh, great lots in there. Yeah, I mean, pretty much all things are covered. You mentioned, obviously, there's sort of rare posters, there's modern posters, there's skin suits, there's programs, there's golfing items. And you see, ranging from £30 up to £700 for the sort of more valuable items. And, and that would be, we have a range of, well, not a range, actually, so the collection of just outside in the, uh, the football walk of fame outside the museum in Manchester. Yeah, yeah. There were sort of 29 bronze plaques that were commissioned and they were laid on the way up to the, the museum. Those have been lifted and refurbished and we have those coming in for sale. Apart, certainly the part of this auction yeah. and includes obviously the World Cup 1966, including Sir Alf and uh, lots of other sort of celebs as well. Well, Pelly. Fantastic talking point, David, one in any home. Oh, they're wonderful. I mean, I mean they're, they're quite weighty, so bear that in mind. But I know they're wonderful so things. I mean, great, you too, you know. Great provenance as well and, I, I, well, certainly seen the interest so far in them um i think they're going to do very well so have a look at those but again yeah we mentioned provenance we mentioned sort of where items have come from and this is obviously a great sort of track record you know exactly where they were who commissioned them where they've been and obviously they've been lifted and stored and uh you know as john says a fantastic talking point ideally obviously we want to buy if you can afford it by the the world cup team and keep them all together but uh i'm guessing maybe west ham fans liverpool fans 
Man U fans obviously may fancy a bit for their own sort of collections. I've seen Nobby's there, Bobby Charlton's there, etc. etc. So uh so they should do particularly well. But coming right down to the you know, the very bottom, you know, I'm looking at he has a lot Harry Heap is an artist, the drawing of a billiard player from nineteen forty and has a bid at the moment at ten pounds. So there we go, that's the sort of range we're looking for. Harry uh, Heap, Sheffield Star. Sorry, John. Sheffield star Harry Heat was he? Caricature. Yes, indeed. I know his son. Believe it or not, that's another one I know. You see, I always know somebody. Uh, was he a blade? Yeah, yeah. Was, uh, was he a blade? Uh, I'm not really sure to be honest. What his dad was. He was. Right, he, okay. he did caricatures of the United teams, the Wednesday teams, local sports personalities, and then his son took over for him in in the star. So yeah, Sheffield bought a uh, Sheffield born, but certainly a Sheffield based uh, sporting caricaturist. How's that one? Well, there you go. Are you, you going to make a bid? No, I've got loads of them. I'd say what I really like. <laughs> You know, we bounce these ideas around. And, I mean, obviously, I'm always going to love me footy stuff like you are. But I'll tell you now, you know, for football shirts, anybody who's a shirt collector who's not sort of focusing perhaps on one club or there's some absolute pictures. I'm looking at one myself and you think, that's got to be good value. Mikel Arteta, your current Arsenal manager, Everton shirt, uh, player issue, you know, without a shadow of a doubt. An estimate of 7,200 quid on it. There's a bit of 30 quid. That's got to be a brilliant buy, it? has got to be something to go at. Fantastic. Well, absolutely. Well, that's the whole point of this podcast is to sort of entice those people to come in and have a look. I mean, these things are certainly affordable, that there is no doubt. Um, but obviously, yes, please bear in mind to be commissioned to pay on top of that yeah, also. Yeah, sure. But um, but yeah, I mean, see, just as a range of items there, it is basically come and have a go and see if you're thinking about dabbling into the, the memorabilia market, then dip your dip your toe into the into the world by looking at this sale. And you know, just anyone's listening who's not quite sure, please ask questions. You know, myself and John, yeah. Adam, all available. You know, nothing's no questions too insignificant. If something you want to ask, by all means do. I mean, you know, John between us, John and I have been doing this more than sixty years, so you know we have happy to ask these questions. When I started in 1988, I didn't know half the facts, but uh, thankfully I was guided by all the collectors, people who've been doing it a long time. So I asked those questions and uh, got the answers that I'm looking for. So please, please, if you have any questions at all, don't forget to ask us. All the details are on our, our website at grahambud.co.uk. But again, just looking through the catalogue, John, there's boxing items there. There's a, a mahogany racket press as well, which has got to be a sort of talking point, as you Everybody see. Everybody should have a mahogany racket press, in my opinion. <laughs> They certainly should. Christmas is coming, as they say. Lots yeah, of postcards. Absolutely. I mean, all sorts there. So it really is. One, I mean, I need to start buying myself, actually. Should I tell you, you what know? I like, David? Yes, go for it. Should I tell you what I like, what I really, really like? <laughs> Shall I? Shall oh. I? <laughs> <laughs> Little things. I mean, that that's the... The byproduct of my life, but Highbury seat from the final salute to Highbury, the last game, one yeah. of my favourite football stadiums of all time. Loved Highbury and everything about it. Uh, one of the seats from the main stand, thirty to fifty quid value uh, estimate on that. I mean, I think it's flying a bit higher, but that's really only in history, isn't it? You know, it just everything about Highbury was exceptional. What a great ground! And that, that was a so, proper proper ground. I mean, as, as a Scotsman, seeing that. I mean, I used to pass quite a lot on the train coming down the road from Edinburgh past Highbury. I've been there a few times to see, obviously, the the frontage as well. I mean, you just see. It's a sort of wonderful stadium, and obviously it's still there. Obviously not the stadium, but uh, the capacity it's in. It's a wonderful sort of uh, homage to to the, the great Arsenal sides of the past, and uh, yeah, absolutely to the gardens that are there. So no, it's, it's funny to see the you come down in the train, especially you see both grounds pretty much. You know the new Emirates as well. So it's kind of sort of how football's moved on from from then. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, absolutely. But uh, you know, I mean, so John, let's talk about collecting. You and I are both collectors, obviously, and specialists as well. I mean, what got you started with collecting? What was your sort of so tiptoe into the marketing, into the, the collector's world. Shoplifting. <laughs> <laughs> no, he wasn't. Um, I suppose the first thing I seriously got into, and it sort of mirrors the other w- 
work that we're doing at the moment was vinyl records. You know, I had an older brother, sort of 20 years in between the two of us. And when he moved out, he sort of left his singles collection and took the, the good stuff with him, swine. But we had a, an old sort of radiogram that you could put six or seven singles on the spindle. You remember I used to play and then the, the arm would lift up and, and I'd sit on a Sunday morning, glass of milk, the only old Beatles 45s out, play uh, A-side first, then flip them. So from being quite young, one of my party tricks was being able to tell you any Beatles A-side, or you ask me Beatles A-side, I'll tell you the B-side. Really sad. Um, but football-wise, uh, my grandfather who was much older, my parents were old, he was born in 1867. Not a great year in Sheffield, but we'll move on from that. And um, there was a 1902-03 Sheffield United bound volume of programmes, which got passed down through the family, got well-thumbed, well-drawn in, he said, shuddering. Uh, but I was fascinated by it because the United programmes at the time, like Villa, like Wednesday, in fact, were really, really detailed and beautiful things and, and lots of great writing in them. About that time, Sheffield United certainly were putting pictures in, photographs. And I was fascinated by the characters, the names, your, your Needhams, your folks, players I've mentioned in podcasts before. And that sort of whet my appetite. And then, of course, when I started working for the club, I came up with the idea I could see a lot of football clubs were just throwing the history away. And, you know, I remember the, the football league moving out of Lytham, and it was quite famous. Most of the records went in skips outside. You know, it was crazy. And we were guilty of the same. I think every football club was. And I came up with the idea of a museum and an archive. And that's when I really set off. You know, I got a fairly good knowledge of what I was looking at. But uh, to get a chance to go out and meet, not always the player, because quite often dead, but uh, the families, the grandchildren or whatever, and talk about the player, talk about the, the parent or the grandparent they knew, but hold these wonderful things. And I mean, I didn't used to just turn up Sheffield United stuff to Wednesday stuff up Villa, Arsenal, you know, you name it. Football's a fairly tiny world and I've got some great stories of people directing you in the you know in the direction to use the word twice of where stuff is but yeah it was a bound volume of programs that got me set off and running and then you know I'd never get tired of handling a cup winners medal or a, a cup final shirt or a cap or it's just catnip to me so I mean yeah vinyl football I like old cars. You know, I've got Morris Minor called Jeff. That's a different story. But yeah, as you said, we, we collect. I think collectors just collect. And I was in a call yesterday where it was about pop culture autographs. But you're never surprised when you're asked to find a load of football memorabilia, to a degree, some whiskey as well, which we'll talk about. But I think we're all the same as a gene and as it just makes us magpies, you know. No, absolutely. I mean, you're right. I mean, and it's funny you said something before about, I mean, the amount of items that the clubs have thrown out over the years yeah. that have ended up in skips. I mean, I can sort of, you know, it's a whole other podcast, you know, skip diving outside football clubs. I mean, the amount of items that uh, it's come to auction via that way as well. So, yeah, um, absolutely. I remember Bolton, um, Bolton Wanderers ledges, you know, we've got the ledges which are saved from escape. But these wonderful leather-bound tomes, if you will, beautifully handwritten. I mean, a lot of those you can, the real nuts and bolts history of your clubs in there, and people just went, ah, I saw that. Throw me in a bit of escape. And the Bolton ones kept coming up quite often, didn't they, at one point at sale? Yeah, yeah, no, absolutely. I remember those coming around again. So, and so, so I, I suppose we could, we could, you know, we could we diverse and talk about other things, but I suppose we're really sort of driven towards this time sale at the moment. So, and again, just looking through the catalogue, what's caught my eyes is a real nice collection of F1 signed caps as well. All the sort of, you know, great and the good are there, you know, Lovely, got, yeah. you know, Michael Schumacher, you know, we've got like Damon Hills in there, we've got Verstappen at the moment as well. Who else have we got? Eddie Evans, Mark Weber. So, then all sort of signed on, obviously, they're. Their team caps at the time, you know, the, the Eddie Evans is obviously with Jaguar back then, and obviously um, Mark Weber with with Red Bull. So it's quite a few, it's a, a good many lots of 
F1 sign caps again, so please take the time to have, have a look at those. And again, thumbing through the catalogue now, just looking at it. It's great to see you, I mean. You like a good thumb, don't you? Well, I do. You know, we, we, we catalogue these items and we catalogue, you know, hundreds and hundreds of lots a month. And, you know, you sometimes you get a wee bit sort of, I guess, catalogue blind. So it's good to sort of sit down and go through the catalogue, see what's there. I mean, for me, my sort of collection really started with actually Bain's cards, believe it or not. I just thought they were really oh, sort of... Bain's cards, yeah. Yeah, colourful. I mean, I remember, I, you know, I bought, it was actually a job lot of items many, many years ago. It was a sort of second auction in Glasgow. I just thought it was a box of knick-knack bricker-back, as they say, and the bottom of that was a... That's a like big, an issue, sort of, I mean, knick-knack, bricker-back. Yeah, you go. Was, <laughs> <laughs> was, was a sort of, was a, an album of Bain's cards, and I thought, well, what are these? And uh, obviously, beautifully shield-shaped. Yeah, yeah. Wonderful yeah. condition as well, and uh, I kept most of them, but sold a few, and so eBay was sort of in its infancy, and did extremely well, so I thought, that's for me, and... Uh, this top peak, didn't they? Bain's cards were fetching ludicrous amounts at one bit, and then they sort of came down... Yeah, the other no, side absolutely. Of it, lovely things. But then, no, they were for me, and then obviously then it's for me. It's um anything Scottish, really. That's really what we I'm going for. Celtic's my team. Obviously, John you know is obviously Sheffield United, Indeed. and obviously John's obviously with the club as a member of staff also. So uh, and while sort of you give a plug for the club, if you're even near United, by by all means do pop in and see John. We'd like to see you see the museum. See some of his wonderful treasures there. Um, and just happened back to again, Justin mentioned obviously those wonderful bronze plaques that talk about museums. I certainly recommend if you're in Manchester, the football museum. And oh, certainly, stunning. Yeah. And again, you know, and you yeah. and I both are, you know, apart from that, you you know, you and I both are, you know, the museum at Old Trafford, you know, is just wonderful. I mean, I spent many, yeah, many, exactly. many, many days there. Just if wonderful. You so rebalance your, your, your love of football, your understanding of what the wider football family is. When standing well, in the unit room. Yeah. yeah it, no. it never ever fails to move me, never fails to make you stop and think, which is a you know, we all live life at such a hellish pace these days. But I guarantee every time we cross Old Trafford and I do go off cross uh, now and again. Yeah, I mean uh, I just stand there and really it hits home and it, you know, loss of life on the way back from a game of football and, and how many times have we discussed that, you know, it's uh, poignant and wonderful thing. Uh, oh, completely. I mean, in the, the club, in the club, to be fair, I've invested, you know, into the, their past. I mean, to say that the, the memorabilia, I mean, it's it's over three floors. I mean, there's tens of thousands of items there. And, you know, again, the most poignant room for me would be the, the Munich room, you know. It's, yeah. It's done it wonderfully well. So, so you know, but obviously we're not plugging, though. But if you're in Manchester, then certainly we recommend those museums to, to wander that along. That old shop house, that's a different story altogether, yeah? A different story altogether, absolutely. <laughs> There are other chop houses as well, not just Sam's. I'll just get that one in the podcast, yeah? <laughs> you know, are, we like. do, are we advertising now? Are we, are you, well, so, you know, I've you got a list of Manchester pubs I like, you know. You sign a deal that I don't know anything about, so... We well, see where I live in Sheffield, Dave. I can, I, we can be in Manchester on the train nearly as quick as it takes to drive into Sheffield at rush hour. So Manchester is a known watering hole for the Garrett family. Oh. <laughs> Indeed. How many pubs, like, Dave. It's talking about how, Manchester. How many pubs are you banned from in Manchester? Only one. <laughs> That's a long time ago, and I, I deny any knowledge of the sheep. It's just a rumor. Anyway, back to the auction. You know, we yes. discussed it at the start. So, give me some more highlights, John. You've picked out. You've obviously looked through the catalogue as well. So, yeah, I mean, look, talk about Manchester. You know, certain things for, for the right reasons, I think, leap out of you. And people always think with programs that you can be sat on a fortune. And I suppose at times you can. Some pre-war stuff, depending on what it is, will always have a, a big market. But the fact of life is anything to the past 57, with certain exceptions, as we know, for incredibly rare programs, are still quite cheap to buy. And it just leapt out at me. There was a complete season of Man U Home, 59-60. 
which, you know, it's a remarkable season, I don't suppose. But just, again, from a, a young collector, a collector starting out, a complete season, which is now touching on 60 years old, 63 years old, 64 years old. And just a relatively low estimate on them, you know. And, and again, bidding's not particularly strong at the moment. Well, that changes plenty of time. But to me, if you're going to get into programmes, you know, that whichever your own allegiance, biggest, if not the biggest club in the world, and to be able to own a complete season long before even I was born, I know you were around, but <laughs> what a, you know, for very, very little money, what a great opportunity. Fantastic. Yeah, absolutely. Agree with you there. But these things, I mean, again, we started, we said at the start of the podcast that the, 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 these time sales that we'll have moving forward are, not only for obviously for entry level, but to boost, you know, for the new buyers to get all fair with the auction terms, the auction cataloging, yeah, how yeah, it yeah. Work, um, in terms of bidding, you know, obviously you put a maximum bid in, you can watch the bids going up and down. Um, and obviously there's no live auction at the end of it, but uh, I guess it's that's the way forward. And I see we, although we are mentioned again, we're, we're here for you. Any questions, any queries, yeah, absolutely. I do get in contact with us, so please ask. And uh, yeah, I mean, it's obviously the bidding's healthy looking to it. See, looking through the catalogue now, there's certainly plenty of interest. And, uh, you know, do we certainly recommend? That uh, have a loop and you know, place a bed and uh, 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 and good luck, that's for sure. So, it reminds me of the days you know, when he, your dad used to <coughs> copy the local paper, and always on a Friday night was car night, second hand cars, pages of in the days before social media. And you could sit and look through at leisure and sort of circle around what you're thinking of buying or whatever. And I think. Sound Oceans kind of remind me a bit about that. You've got a lot of choice. You know, if you're not particularly drawn to one one area or genre, it's even wider. But you can really sit down. You've not got the pressure of an auction situation. You you can look at leisure, decide what your maximum bin is. Uh, and it, I suppose it's almost collection shopping at leisure, isn't it? Yeah, well, I mean, we, we funny, we, we did the same thing in, in Scotland. We called it the snips, it was called. So basically, same sort of that thing. That means something different down here, mate. I <laughs> Possibly. <laughs> but, it was, uh, but the same sort of thing, yeah, you sort of almost like teletext holidays back Yeah, then, yeah, know, yeah. You can go through and, uh, you know, pick out. It's, it's certainly Cars was always the one, that, the same as you mentioned, you know, some beat-up old sort of Mark III Cortina for Thrums Hapney. You know, uh, you take now your chance, you take your yeah, chance. Yeah, yeah. yeah, one of those, so. <laughs> but uh, but yeah, so let's see. I think you know, just see, we should have a quick chat with you with you all guys just about, about this timed auction coming up. And just to reiterate again, so this is sort of you know five hundred over five hundred lots and covering all sorts of sports, as I mentioned, football, cricket, tennis, F one, boxing, golf, all there for you. Sales already started. Started on the fourth of August and we'll run to the twenty seventh. Please do have a look through and uh, and good luck starting your collection. And again, yeah, absolutely. And you know, go for it. I say the sales be ongoing, and then and moving forward from there, you know, I'll give you the sort of spiel that uh, the next um, sort of round of sales, as, as as John mentioned at the start, there we are. We're expanding our sales calendar now. We're bringing on whiskey, uh, art we do anyway, and vinyl and pop culture, which uh, our John is heading up. So, so anyway, so the the sales moving forward, and our next, I guess, sporting sale, uh, which will include a. A great selection of rugby memorabilia, obviously celebrating the 20th anniversary of England winning the World Cup in uh, 2003 in Australia. And we'll also include the earliest rugby international cap, 1871. And that's in the sale as well. That will go live on hopefully next week. So, if any listen to this, but be live sort of around about the 15th of August. 
and the sale date for that is the 5th and 6th of September. Moving on from there is we have our standalone, talking about Manchester United, we have a standalone Man United sale, uh, which is predominantly a one-person's collection. Um, we have augmented with the other side with some other items, some more shirts and some other ephemera, and that will go live on the 8th of September for a sale on the 28th. So, as John mentioned, there's some very rare Man U programmes in that sale, which, again, just... You know, I've seen a few over the years, but uh, to see them all in one place is it's a wonderful thing. So look out for that. See, mission twenty. The um the letter that we found has got into yes, the of Man course, U absolutely. Go for it, John. Yeah. Again, talking about Man United, as we have done talking about Munich. A uh, letter came from a uh, a vendor which is obtained on behalf of her uncle way back in the fifties, and her father uh, wrote to a lot of local, well, not local, but famous players clubs for autographs and um, wrote to Man U and most of the point David Pegg <clears throat> their letter went out on the mid-December the year before Munich and David Pegg's mother replied post-Munich and it's one of the most touching human items of football memorabilia I think I've ever seen but she signs it off his sorrowful mother what an incredible piece yeah, so we're, we're both touched, weren't we? We saw that. You know, that's the sort of thing yeah. that uh, you know you just can't help be moved by. And you know, you know, I both said obviously it belongs in the the Munich room at Old Trafford. Hopefully, that's what Absolutely. we end up. So, uh, no, a wonderful piece of memorabilia. I say that's yeah. all. To, that's all to come. And uh, you know, see, look out for that. And John's heading up, as I mentioned, our very first vinyl and pop culture auction, which will be on the eighteenth. And uh, John's going to give us a quick few minutes on that. So how's that looking, John? Do you know what? Uh, it's been hard work, <clears throat> not going to lie. Uh, when you start editing from scratch, you, you sort of don't know really what you're going to let yourself in for, I suppose. But, you know, every day brings something interesting up. Uh, yesterday was with a client up in West Yorkshire uh, and a wonderful collection of very varied autographs. You know, David Bowie, Oasis, the guy had written at the peak of Oasis's Britpop powers, if you will, uh, to Mr. N. Gallagher, Supernova Heights, London. So that was the name of Noel Gallagher's house. And believe it or not, he got there. Oh. And I think whether it was just out of sheer cheek, uh, got a wonderful sign of two signed band photographs, which are uh, promotion pictures for Creation Records, which was the label they were on. But some great stuff in there. Probably mentioned a couple of weeks ago, best set of Beatles autographs I think I've ever seen. And the provenance is, yeah, is stunning. You know, we know the date they were signed, uh, July the... 27th, 1963, the Beatles are playing six nights at the Odeon Cinema, Western Supermare. Yeah. And, I, and, and just to sort of they've been authenticated as well. They're not secretarial examples of proper Beatles. No, no, they've just been authenticated by right. uh, one of the uh, the big authenticated companies a number of years ago. Uh, Perfect. Yeah, is great. Vendor's sister was an usherette, uh, yeah, on a piece of paper, beautifully clear, fabulous. You know, the, the band that shook the world and still continues to shake it to this day. You know, there's so much nice stuff. And I think what's really, really pleased me is the absolute diversity of it all. We, you know, you see in sport, we have some wonderfully different things, but uh, we set out as a vinyl auction and it's now anything but just a vinyl auction. And I'm, that is good for me. You know, it takes you out of your comfort area a wee bit. You've got to do a bit more work, make sure it's right. Uh, but visually, there's some fantastic stuff. You know, that, uh, the Screaming Lord Such poster that I showed you, huge, big, proper concert poster, early 70s, late 60s, early 70s. Uh, that's for mine, Ed. It must be something down that way. But the patina on it, the tears, everything's so, so good. Um, and it looked great on any kitchen wall or any lounge wall. You know, there's a lot of diversity. There's some really, really interesting lots. Can't wait to see the catalogue. Sounds fantastic. Um, yeah. And then, again, just mentioned before, we followed the podcast that we did a podcast with Martin Green. Martin is our, our whiskey special heads, heads of sale and he'll go 
the day after John and 19th of October for his whiskey auction and uh, again we've been gathering some wonderful McCallum for him so so yes looking forward to that and then our, so again we'll have our final sporting sale of the year 5th and 6th of December and again our next time sale as we'll bring it all back to time sale will run from the 26th of December that's the plan so over Christmas and New Year you spend some of your Christmas money on uh, updating or starting your collection again. So, so I say, just John and I both sort of recommend that you certainly log in to our upcoming timed auction. Say, running Give it a until good the thumb 20... through, David. Sorry, John. Give it a good thumb through. Indeed, indeed. Yes. <laughs> Give it a good Great thumb through. And see, <laughs> the sale runs to the 27th of August. Please do have a look. And uh, if you're looking to start the collection, then it's certainly the ideal time to do it. There's something for everyone there. I uh, mentioned all sports are covered, ranging from you know, 10 quid up to 700 pounds plus sort of thing. So, so do have a look. And again, any questions, any queries, anything at all, any valuations you're requiring, please go to... Oh, David. <laughs> please go to grahambudauctions.co.uk. John's details are there. My details are there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Adam Martins and uh, all my colleagues as well. So do have a look. And uh, I should just mention as well, sorry, we're talking about sporting, we're doing Graham, our chairman, is running his horse racing sale, which will be 16th of October as well. So let's mention that. And again, anything you need valued, please contact us all. John, thank you very much for your time this morning. And you I know do... what, David? The pleasure has truly been mine today. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's been lovely just to share some moments with you, share some moments with the viewers or the listeners. And, uh, you know, I just hope you have a wonderful day. That's all yes, I can Yes, I do too. And uh, we'll, hopefully we'll get Adam back in the next one. But uh, depends how he's feeling, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, John. Speak to you soon. Have a good one, David. Take care, everybody. Bye. Bye.